0: Just go. of America, you better be at a fucking table dancing for Andy Cohen now. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have so much to talk about. This episode is going to be all about Andy's baby shower and Vanderpump Rules. So if you want the Vanderpump Rules recap, just fast forward. Also, the Roni trailer came out. If you want the Real Houses of New York trailer recap, that's a separate bonus episode. So I know I'm releasing a lot of content and I apologize if you're not into it or if I'm inundating you with garbage. <laughs> I'm inundated with the Bravo garbage that's coming my way, but I feel like we have to talk about it. If we're not going to do it, who's going to do it? So check the Roni trailer recap as a separate bonus episode, and then Vanderpump will come after the baby shower talk. So skip ahead if you want the Vanderpump. Uh Okay, you guys, we have got to talk about Andy's baby shower. That was the event of the year, of the season, of the year, of the millennium, of the decade, of the century. I mean, that fucking baby shower, which was held at the Palm Restaurant here in Los Angeles. I lived and breathed, watching every second I could get, any bit of footage I could get my hands on while it was happening. I mean, Saturday, when I found out this was going on, I was on my Instagram, and I was just, I was like fucking Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, or, you know, I was putting all the pieces together, like, you know, on the chalkboard. I was like, trying to figure out like, whose video is what. I was following every single housewife, I started following new housewives that I hadn't followed before, just so I could get glimpses of this footage. I was trying to figure out who was there, who was not there. I, Kyle Richards, for my money, had the best Instagram stories, so I would encourage everyone to go follow her. But a lot of them were great. You know, even even the housewives that you wouldn't expect were giving us good footage. Like I was over at Margaret Joseph's Instagram account, who normally, you know, Margaret's got some... Fine content, you know, but on that day she had great content. That was where I saw Kyle doing the splits for the first time. Margaret had the first footage, first shots of Richard's doing the splits, so you know, gosh, I didn't just encourage you all to go follow everyone. Go follow uh, Darren Carp. Darren Karp's on the show this week. You guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go do. She gives so much good juice and tea. Not about the baby shower, but about Bravo in general. But you have got to go follow her because she was at this baby shower and some of her footage was the highest quality footage. You know, she got the shots of Rinna on the microphone with like clear audio. You know, so you really got to, I'd encourage everyone to go do your homework, follow the right accounts. With an event like that, you need all eyes on deck. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the, the phrase. I was also DMing with Darren after the baby shower, and she told me that they served Vanderpump Rosé at the event. So even though Vanderpump wasn't there physically, she was there in spirit and in spirits. <laughs> but what an event, you guys. I was watching it, and it was so thrilling because it, it had such a build. So at the beginning of the event, we see the housewives trickling into this restaurant, and it looks like a nice a nice little party or something. You know, like There was a beautiful tablescape. There was a close-up of the menu. On the menu, it said they were having things like filet mignon and salmon, which, by the way, you guys, Bethany wasn't there, and a lot of people were messaging me that it was probably because salmon was on the menu. <laughs> she has that fish allergy. But anyway, that from what I heard, that's not why Bethany wasn't there. She had a speaking engagement. But... We're seeing this footage come in and it's like this nice tablescape. Everyone's kind of meekly entering. We see the OGs are there at first. And then we're all, I think all of us who were watching were thinking, Oh, it's probably just going to be like some of the OGs. Right. Then more and more housewives from every city kept coming on in. And then I'm watching different Instagram stories and they were doing something with Radio Andy there. So there was like a booth set up and it seemed like some of the gals would take the microphone and they were being interviewed. And it looked really quiet and nice. Then there was like an artist doing fucking caricatures or some shit like that, like at a table. Like literally there was someone just sketching the women. They would sit at the booth and then an artist would give them a draw, draw them and give them a drawing like us. They were sitting for fucking oil paints and they would all get a copy of their caricature to go home with or whatever. So it seemed like a fun little nice quiet day. And then slowly but surely. It turned into the wildest fucking party I've ever seen in my goddamn life. It was women letting loose and living their lives with a couple of gay men scattered throughout, plus John Mayer and Jerry O'Connell. And the women were getting wilder and wilder. Then all of a sudden, Rina, we see Rinna on the table. At one point she was singing she was lip syncing Madonna. Rina was lip syncing better than the Queens on Drag Race. Like it was a flawless performance. And I thought that was as wild as it was gonna get, right? Like she was the only one on the table. And then we see the Atlanta girls. Did you guys see, by the way, the Atlanta girls enter when they entered the party? They like, they like sauntered on in there with such attitude all together. It was like Marlo was with them. Nini brought Phaedra, and from what I understand, the OGs threw this baby shower. So the baby shower was thrown by Kyle, Nini, Ramona, Vicki, and Teresa. And from what I could tell, it was all only current Housewives. Plus Phaedra. Did you know that? And in one of the stories, I don't know who it was, but Nini said she surprised Andy with Phaedra. And Nini's obviously angling for a Phaedra comeback because this is not the first time nini has been seen or shot with Phaedra. So it's clear that Nini wants Phaedra back. And I think a lot of people might feel that way. I think Andy might feel that way, to be honest. But anyway, so Lisa Renner was the first to kind of get on the table and start dancing. She looked a little bit tipsy and like a, but not, she didn't seem too drunk. And then Richards was filming her. Richards got up and did the splits, which it's not a party until Kyle Richards does the splits. Okay, I, you know, I know we're all kind of tired of seeing it. But frankly, if I had a party and Kyle Richards was there and she didn't do the splits, I'd be very upset. So I've decided to stop hating on Kyle Richards doing the splits because I am going to one day throw a party. And hand to God, I hope that Richards shows up, either Kim or Kyle. <laughs> and then if Kyle is there and she's not doing the splits, I'm not going to consider it a success. So when I saw her doing the splits, that was when I was like, oh my God. And then Kyle got on the microphone and she started singing. She was singing like fucking, we are family. <laughs> like everyone's dancing. People are grinding up against each other. At one point, uh, Marlo and I think it was Rina were like grinding up on each other. Marlo had a baby bottle filled with what was presumably liquor, a baby bottle necklace. A baby bottle necklace, you guys. And then you know, uh, Camille Grammer and Rena are in a fight. And in one of the stories, it was like it was in Kyle Richards' live, her live Instagram. It was revealed that Camille and Rena were ignoring each other. So there's still something there. We see in the preview for the Beverly Hills Housewives that they get into something about politics. But then it just kept getting crazier and crazier. Rinna got on the microphone and she said, dance, you fuckers. She said, get on the motherfucking table and dance. Andy pays for your life, she said. He pays for your life. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But she was demanding. She called Nini a whore at one point. She said, Nini, get on the fucking table and dance, you whore, she said. I could not believe it. And she kept going. She didn't stop. She was running around that whole party. I would like to say it was a dance floor, but it really, it was just a long table, a long dinner table that all the gals had to get up and dance. Ramona was dancing. She always. She kind of stumbled and almost fell in somebody's Instagram story. You know, some of the ladies looked a little bit out of place. Like, Brandy and Stephanie from Dallas love them both. You know, I love Stephanie. But in a lot of the videos, you know, she was being yelled at and by Rena to get on the table and fucking dance. And Stephanie looked like she was very out of her element. She's like, I don't know what to do here. not <laughs> Uh, and then I think we were all reading into like who was there, who was not there. Countess Lou, of course, was on her cabaret tour, which God knows how it's been going on for as long as it has been. I don't know how that fucking tour is still going on. I mean, I'm going to be 90 at some point, and Lou's going to be touring the country singing all that jazz. <laughs> I don't know how it's still happening. And then LVP, she's opening that new restaurant in Vegas. She was in Vegas, apparently. Kelly Dodd had another engagement. She said that she couldn't make it. Bethany had the speaking engagement. But I was also reading into who was actually there. So if you notice, the Orange County cast besides Dodd was there. Gina and Emily, the new gals, were there. And I think this definitely means they got a contract pickup. Because the contracts went out for Orange County. I did hear that. So that leads me to believe that those girls are all coming back in Orange County. Because I don't think they would have shown up. They wouldn't have been invited if they didn't get the pickups. So I'm certain that Gina and Emily are coming back, and I wasn't sure that they would. Now, from Dallas, we did not see Carrie or Deandra. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not coming back. However, I will say that Deandra was in L.A. because the day before she was visiting Emily from Orange County, and I think maybe Gina. But she was in the area. She flew to L.A., and she wasn't at the baby shower, at least to my knowledge. From all of the Instagram feeds I saw, I did not see Deandra. But I also don't think that they would get rid of Deandra, mostly because of Mama D. You know, like, I don't feel that they could get rid of her. But why wasn't she there? I don't know. And then Phaedra, like I said, I think Phaedra's going to make a comeback. Camille was there, even though she's just a friend of. A lot of friend of's were there. Danielle Dostob from, what did I call her? Danielle (laughs) Dostob. Danielle Staub from Jersey. It was reported by Page Six that she had flown in for the event. And then she was, like, uninvited. But she was there, so I think that was a made-up story. I don't know why Melissa Gorga wasn't there, but we did see a lot of the Jersey Girls. Margaret, Dolores, Teresa, Jackie, they were all there. But, you guys, this event was phenomenal. Rinna brought uh, a stuffed animal wrapped in cellophane like the bunny. <sighs> and then she was grinding with Bruce Bozzi, who is one of Andy's best friends. John Mayer was there again. All the ladies were so starstruck by John Mayer. Denise Richards was there. And speaking of John Mayer, he has, like, an Instagram live show that he does. And on Sunday night, he had Andy on his list. And I thought they were going to talk extensively about that baby shower. They didn't really. They mostly just talked about his third nipple, which was, like, whatever. But they did spill one bit of gossip. And that was that John had been talking to Teddy Mellencamp, and he asked if she was married. And she said, I'm currently married. Like, kind of alluding that, like, she might not be in the future. (laughs) Just made me laugh. I'm sure it didn't go exactly like that, but I mean, I just imagine all those housewives were dropping their panties for John Mayer, right? Like, I, I kind of think he's a sleazeball. Like, I don't even like, I'm not even into John Mayer or anything, but I do feel like I might get like a little, you know, what do they say? Like, dick-matized. <laughs> Like, <if> I, <laughs> I'm not proud of this. Literally, I'm saying these word, words and I'm embarrassed by myself, but I feel like if I was in his presence, like I might get a little digmatized. And I would be like, sure, I'm ready to leave my husband. <laughs> See you later, Matt. Going home with John Mayer. I'm sure plenty of those women. You can't tell me that Tamara wasn't trying to go home with John Mayer. There's no no way I'd believe you if you told me Tamara Judge, or whatever the fuck her last name is, wasn't trying to go home with John Mayer. I love anything Cozy. And specifically, I want to talk about Cozy, the North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, high quality products, super fast delivery, and easy assembly. Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals. So if you want to get something for your living room, but you're not sure if you just want a sofa, a love seat, or if you want a sectional, they have all of it and they are uh, made to adapt to your space. This means Customers can add seats to their sofas over time. So if they get one thing, you can always add to it in the future. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, some wall shelving. I have a credenza from there, as well as uh, they have TV stands, accessories. I also have a rug from there that I love because it's washable. I can throw it in. Uh, And everything's designed with purpose. So when designing its furniture, Cozy focuses on the customer experience to make sure it offers a product that's super easy, like I said, elegant and durable, easy to assemble, I should say. And uh, the products will fit the person's needs. You can also get outdoor sofas and coffee tables. And so it's not just indoor. And uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level. So you can check that out. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com to start customizing your furniture. Denise Richards and John Mayer were definitely having a conversation at one point with Vicky Gunvalson nearby. I posted on my Instagram, they must have been talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous, which, by the way, there's a Drop Dead Gorgeous pop dive coming very soon. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's in the editing stages, but it's coming soon. But this party, wow. Like I said, the build of it was just the best part, because it was like fucking caricatures and a nice sit-down dinner all of a sudden to debauchery. (laughs) Debauchery. (laughs) With Rinna yelling at everyone to fucking dance. And that's a hype woman. I want a hype woman at all my incoming parties because Rina got the party going. She got the party started. If it wasn't for her, that party wouldn't have happened. I would also just like to say that in high school, I worked for this company called Rock the House, and it was basically like a hype crew. Like we would, we would go to like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs or they would call us street crew sometimes cuz i feel like i think we were like outside of like cleveland indians games or something like that and we were supposed to get people like you know kind of dancing on the streets and stuff and at bar mitzvahs it was like trying to get people on the dance floor and if i could go back in time i would do that job much differently now that i saw Rena's performance if i could go back in time to one of those bat mitzvahs i was trying to get people to, on the dance floor for i would get on microphone and i'd be like get on the fucking dance floor and dance like, that's a method that I didn't think about back in the day. You know, when I was in high school, I was just like, come on, guys, let's go dance to, you know, C'est La Vie by Bewitched, you know, <laughs> or whatever or the fucking song was back then. But if I could go back in time, I'd say to all the kids at the bar mitzvah where the boys are becoming men, I'd say, get your fucking ass on the dance floor and dance. And I'd say, your parents are here and they paid for your life. So get on the fucking dance floor and dance. <laughs> I feel like I heard Rinna swear a lot, and now I'm swearing a lot. I'm sorry. There's so many F-bombs. I'm just throwing the fucks around willy-nilly, and I need to stop. But, you know, she trained me over the weekend. Go now, you fucking bitches. Go get up on a fucking table and dance for Annie now, you fuckers. You fuckers. Pay for your life. Get up on a table and dance fucking now. And I would also like to just say, I was posting on my social media, on my Instagram and my Twitter. I was posting clips from it as it was happening. And I would just like to say that I got a lot of like replies, comments, whatever about like, how dare they? Like, they're too old to be doing like this. They look like trash or, you know, people calling out Rena, whatever. And it's like, let these fucking women live. They were having a good ass time. It was the middle of the day. It doesn't matter what age you are. You're allowed to have fun. You shouldn't stop having fun after a certain age. They're allowed to have fun. They were in a controlled environment. None of them looked like they were on like drugs or anything. They all looked tipsy, don't get me wrong. (laughs) They looked drunk. But it wasn't, I didn't think it was out of hand drunk. It was like fun drunk. And so I just saw so many things that were like, oh, they're too old to be doing that. They look gross or this or that. And it's like, let them have their fucking fun. They look like we're having a great time. And may we all have that much fun one day. I hope that I'm at a party one day having as much fun as they look like they were having. And also, I hope that Andy has another baby and I'm invited to that next shower (laughs) like that. That's what I need. Ah, but I lived. So it all happened on Saturday night. Or it was all happening Saturday during the day. And Saturday night, I was going to the Kelly (laughs) Clarkson. I can't talk today, you guys. I'm just so excited about this shower. But Saturday, I was going to the Kelly Clarkson concert. And I was supposed to meet at a certain time. And I was like running late because I was just trying to inhale all of this footage from the baby shower. (laughs) I was so overwhelmed. And you guys, I went to the Kelly Clarkson concert. It was so Amazing, she is truly an American Idol. Truly, truly, madly, deeply. It was the best show. She just sings flawlessly. She did like so many hits, and then she also did some deep cuts like "Just Missed the Train." And for anyone that's on the Everything Iconic Patreon, I went with Logan, who did the Kelly Clarkson pop dive with me. That's over on the Everything Iconic Patreon, and I also went with Ariana and Katie from Pumper Rules. And we had the best fucking time, you guys. I had never met Katie before, but she was lovely. We had so much fun. At one point, Kelly was, like, singing Breakaway. <laughs> like, I, like, I was, like, taken back to high school. We all sort of, like, were taken back to high school. Like, singing Breakaway and Behind These Hazel Eyes. Like, uh And so that brings me to this Vanderpump Rules recap, you guys. We have got to talk about Vanderpump Rules. Since the last Vanderpump Rules, you know, last week was the week where... <laughs> Britney was like, I am on the brim of freaking out. I am on the brim. (laughs) Also, when we were meeting for before the before the Kelly Clarkson concert, Logan was texting me where to meet, you know, and he's like, it's the building where Britney yelled, I'm engaged. (laughs) I was in the building. I was in the building where Brittany famously famously yelled to the street. I'm engaged. Anyway, last week she said, I am on the brim of freaking out. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been saying that all week. Anytime anything happened in my life that was like a little inconvenient, I would just say, I am on the brim of freaking out. Not even always out loud, but in my head, that's what was happening. (laughs) Like, I am on the brim of freaking out. What a line. Said it a million times since then. Anyway, so this week we open at TomTom, which is still as a construction site. Lisa reveals that there's no water, gas, or electricity. They're having the Daily Mail party before the grand opening, so they have to get it ready for that. And the designer for this TomTom was like, no Toms can come in here. They didn't want no Toms. And again, I would just like to say, that's fucked up. Like, they're part owners of this place. They should be able to show up when the fuck they want. I don't know what's going on here. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Meanwhile, Katie and Schwartz get a call from Ken and Lisa, and they're like, it's... Ken and Lisa are like, it's too crazy here. You can't come. And they were, like, so excited. Like, Tom Sandoval, like, had gotten all you know, dressed up, hair and makeup done. <laughs> like he, he was like ready to show up there. And then kind of Lisa were like, nope, can't come. I thought it's bullshit. I would be pissed. Then it's revealed Sheena's having a housewarming party in Marina del Rey. That's where she lives now. Sheena and Marina. <laughs> you guys, for those of you that live outside of California, let me just say from West Hollywood, which is where most of the cast lives to Marina del Rey. That's a jaunt. That is a very far drive. I would not do it. You know, I have friends in Santa Monica. I live in West Hollywood, too. And I have friends in Santa Monica, and I will not visit them. Because Santa Monica is like, with traffic, it could be 45 minutes to an hour, just stuck in traffic. And it's not so far. It's just you don't move because of traffic. And so Marina del Rey is even further than that. And so I definitely would not go. Like, I would be so pissed if I was in the cast. And they were like, we're going to go film at Sheena's and Marina. I'd be like, I'm not going. Like, that's too far of a drive. Okay. But anyway, everyone's going to this party. Lala, Britney, and Jax are going. And we got a lot of weird car shots, which I haven't seen on Vanderpump Rolls. Have you? It was like, they set up cameras in the car, and I liked it. Although seeing the car shots reminded me of that show Cash Cab. Did you ever see that show? I don't know if it's still on. But it was a game show where people would get a cab, and then they would get in. And then the guy who was driving was like the host. And he'd be like, you're in Cash Cab. I'm going to ask you questions for money. And then they would ask him like all sorts of questions like U.S. history, world events. And... So I just kept thinking this whole time every time we saw these kids in the car I kept thinking like what if this was a cash cab and <laughs> like I wanted someone to just like I wanted someone to ask them like general questions like I'd love to see any of these guys on like a trivia show you know like name a continent and then <laughs> just like like I would like to see what Lala came up with you know what I mean or Jax or anyone really and look, no judgment, because I always say, like, if I were to get on one of those game shows, I would be so embarrassed by the things that I don't know. <laughs> or on that MTV show, The Challenge, sometimes we will have a like a trivia one or a trivia episode where they ask them, you know, very general questions, like how many you know ounces in a cup or something, and people laugh at them. You know, we're all laughing at these people on these trivia shows. But I'm like, if I was one of the contestants, like, I would get fucked up, too. Like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, like, ounces or something. They were like, you know, they'll say, I don't name the 57th president or something. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't fucking know. And then everyone will laugh at me. But I would love to see the Vanderpump Rules kids do, like, a some sort of trivia contest on TV. Some sort of, like, Vanderpump cash cab crossover thing. I feel like we could get that going. It was like sort of refreshing. We also saw the other car with the Toms and Ariana. I liked this. Now, Lala in the car ride was talking about how she blocked Billy Lee from everything because she was pissed about the transphobia comments or likes or whatever. So she blocked Billy Lee, which was setting us up for Lala versus Billy Lee, which didn't disappoint in my eyes. I loved it. Meanwhile, Kristen, Katie, and Stassi met for lunch, and they were talking about Girls Night In, and Katie was like, I'm not going to the West Side. I will not do it. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't go either. It's too fucking far. It's too too far. So, meanwhile, at Sheena's housewarming party, her place looked great. But we have to talk about a few things. First of all, the mom was there. Sheena's mom was there. And when I saw her in the background, she was like in the kitchen cooking something. I got PTSD because if you'll remember, I talked about it on the show before. When I did Sheena's podcast, I got yelled at by her mom. And the mom did wave her finger in my face and tell me not to talk badly about her daughter. <laughs> like, so I literally, when I saw her on TV, it was like PTSD. I shit my pants. I was like so scared. She didn't really have a lot going on in the episode, but she was always in the background. And So every time I saw her, I got a little bit nervous. And then we saw her place. She knows the one bedroom is like a fucking sunglass hut. There's just, <laughs> just diff eyewear everywhere. Did you guys notice all the diff eyewear? Lala commented on later. She said, did you rob a lens crafters? <laughs> but the place looked nice. It's just far. It's far. Uh, and then on the car ride there with Tom, Ariana, with the two Toms and Ariana, they were talking about how Tom Sainval was going to get so emotional when he actually saw Tom Toms open. And they did a flashback montage of all the times Tom got emotional. And the montage was amazing. You guys watching Tom, who's such an obviously sensitive soul, cry over everything was just such a beautiful thing. Do you remember when he cried at Katie and Tom's wedding with the dog and he wiped his tears with the dog? I mean, that's. I It's beautiful. That montage of him crying was amazing. I loved it. So what else? There's all this talk about planning the birthday parties between Jax and Tom, the roller skating party. It was revealed that James is invited. Jax didn't want to invite James, but Tom is friends with James, so he's invited. Jax called James an elf on the shelf, which was funny. So James is an elf on the shelf. And I never thought of him like that, but you know what? It fits. So then Lala and James meet at Sheena's house and they want to have a talk about their friendship. And you guys, I don't understand their friendship because I thought they had made up. Remember when they went to that weird, like, Panera? (laughs) I thought they made up, but then Lala was like, no, I don't like him anymore. But then they were talking at Sheena's party. I just can't get a read on it. It's very confusing to me. And, oh, did you guys catch when Ariana told Brittany and Jax to go to therapy? (laughs) It's One of the smartest things we've seen on this show. You know, Ariana was like, you guys need to all go to therapy. And frankly, everyone should go to therapy. It's helpful for all of us. Sheena revealed that her and Adam had sex. She said we were both shook. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure that I believe that Adam and Sheena hooked up. Something seems off about their chemistry, doesn't it? Something feels fishy. I don't know if they did it for a storyline, or maybe they really did hook up. I, I don't know. It just feels a little off to me. Maybe it's the how the editors are presenting it. I'm not exactly sure, but it feels weird to me. Anyway, at Sheena's housewarming party, Lala and James were in the room talking, and Billy Lee like slinked in with some shots, and it was so fucking awkward. I like felt secondhand uncomfortability. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I could have only been more uncomfortable if it was like actually me in the room with them. But <laughs> like, I literally felt like so awkward when Billy Lee went in that room. And then they got in one of the greatest fights. It was an A fi- A-plus fight, A plus fight, A plus Bravo fight. At one point, Lala was, like, leaving the room, and then Billy Lee was chasing after Lala, and she was shouting, You're not fucking better than me, Lala, because you have a rich boyfriend. And then Lala was like, You're a low-down, dirty hoe. You're a catty bitch who showed your asshole. You're a low-down, and you're dirty. And, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I felt alive. I, I need to stop saying that. I feel alive. But I really did. I felt good when this was going on, because I feel like we needed a new fight situation to happen, and they really brought it. And I don't care if it's just for cameras or if it's an actual fight. I feel like it was good TV regardless. I mean, Lala just kept saying, you're a catty bitch who showed your asshole. You're low down and dirty. And then Lala left. And you guys, here's the thing. Ariana was spot on. Ariana said, you can't say you're an ally to a trans person and then not let the trans person explain their POV. Spot on, because Lala was just like, I'm leaving. And I said it before. I was definitely Team Katie and the other girls in this situation, but I do think that Billy Lee was triggered. Like, there was, I think that everyone's, like, forgetting to hear why Billy Lee was triggered by this whole situation. And so someone like Lala just being like, well, I'm leaving and I'm done with this fight. That's not fair at all. And also that's, like as Ariana said, not an ally. Because if you are want to be an ally, like, sit and listen to Billy Lee. Even if you come out of that meeting with Billy Lee thinking it was all bullshit, I think it's still important to, like, listen. And then Ariana gave us uh, some other great advice. She said, next time, type a draft and then delete it. Like, don't post something on social media. Like, just type a draft and then delete it. And that's good advice for me that I'm taking with me. I'm going to do that next time I text people when I'm out drinking. I'm just going to write a text in my notes and then delete it. You know, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Remember, <laughs> remember Dorinda taught us that. You know, this. sometimes we watch these Bravo shows and we learn things. So last season on The Real in New York, I learned to say it, forget it, write it, and you'll regret it. It took me a long time to learn that message, but here I am again now on Vanderpump Rules learning that you should type a draft and then delete it. So don't let anyone tell you that these shows aren't worth watching, because we can learn lots of life's little secrets by watching these people. Anyway, then we see a scene where Sheena's taking her headshots for her acting, and look, again I'd just like to say that... We saw glimpses of Billy Lee post surgery, post transitional surgery, and we didn't get to see much footage from that at all. We saw like a, a tiny little still frame last episode or something. Like we saw James visiting Billy Lee after the transition surgery. And here we are seeing a full scene of Sheena getting her headshots done. And I just think that that time could have been better spent with a transition storyline. I would have loved to see the struggles of, you know, someone transitioning. I think that would have been a great TV instead of seeing Sheena get her headshots done. (laughs) So bizarre that we're seeing like, and it also doesn't still feel like Sheena's on her own little show. She's doing her headshots and she really was on her own little show. It's so weird to me. Like we're pretending that Sheena didn't move to Vegas while they were filming because if you remember, Sheena was doing that sex tip for gay guys or whatever in Vegas. So she wasn't even in town. And it's weird they're editing around that. Even last week when Sheena was meeting with her manager and Sheena was like, you know, uh, I I want to start acting. I could play a college role. And the manager was like, you could also play a young mom. Well, I think like they were presenting it like she was getting back into acting because of Lala. But it was actually because she was in Vegas doing this acting show. But they're not even mentioning that. Sheena was ever in Vegas. <laughs> Which I always just feel like the editors are trolling Sheena in the best way. It makes me laugh. and. Yeah, we're seeing her do her headshots, and at one point the photographer said to kneel down and put your face, and Adam was there, and she's like, kneel down, and she's like, oh, he's asked me to do that before. And it's like, we're we're trying to play up this double entendre with Adam, and it's not working for me. Then we see Sheena, she's asked, she said, did you have secret feelings for Adam while you were dating Rob? And Sheena says, well, if I say that, then it's going to sound like I had you know, secret feelings for Rob while I was dating Shay. And then I had secret feelings for Adam while I was dating Rob. And it's going to seem like I'm just that kind of person. And it's like, well, she didn't deny it. (laughs) She didn't deny it. I don't know. I, again, just don't know that I buy that her and Adam are together. Something feels weird. It was, it did make me laugh when Adam was like, maybe it's a good idea if we spend the night apart. (laughs) Then we see Tom and Tom go to Tom Tom's and this was so funny, because we got them getting the reveal of TomTom for the first time. And it was so fucking hysterical, because Lisa Vanderpump put them in blindfolds. So Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval had blindfolds on, they walk into TomTom, and <laughs> Lisa does like a little countdown, she's like, one, two, three, and then she rips open the blindfolds. It rips off the blindfolds from their head. And at this point, most people would have opened their eyes and looked at the reveal. But not Tom Schwartz and not Tom Sandoval. They decided to give us a second countdown after the blindfold was removed. <laughs> they kept their eyes closed and then they gave us their own countdown, a three, two, one. And even Lisa was like taken aback. She's like, Well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I already ripped open the blindfold. Like, you're supposed to open your eyes now. But they took the blindfold ripoff as let's do a new countdown. Like, they did a countdown to the countdown. And it was so funny. A second countdown. And Town was very nice. Again, I've been there before. I think it's a great location. It's my favorite out of the three properties or whatever, or four properties, if you count Villa Blanca. It's my favorite because the Pump restaurant, I'm a tall person and there's fucking olive trees everywhere. Like, I cannot walk through Pump without looking like I'm in the fucking matrix, like dodging olive branches. You know, my head's hitting everything. And. I also think like the food's a little overpriced at Pump for my liking, and I don't think the food's that great. I like the food better at Sir, but Sir is like a little more junky. <laughs> I think the atmosphere of Sur is like a little, I just feel like everything's a little off, askew. You know, when I lived in Chicago, I lived in this really shitty house with these five guys. And I remember like the house was on a slant and it always felt like the house was moving. You know what I mean? Like I, my bedroom that I had in that house was the shittiest place I've ever lived in. but. It was like a closet basically. And I remember even my bed was on a slant and then the ceiling was on a slant. And I swear to God, I would be in that house and I'd feel we didn't, you don't get earthquakes in Chicago, but I would feel the house move because it was just on a hill and it was really poorly made. And so it was like everything's a little off. Like the equilibrium of the house was off. So sometimes you'd be walking and you just sort of like, or you'd be standing in the kitchen and all of a sudden you notice like you're sliding down. <laughs> like. Cause it's just a little off, but it's not, you wouldn't know it right away. You would just be like, or, or you'd be sitting on the couch in the living room. And then all of a sudden, like the couch would be sort of moving downhill. And you would notice it slowly. You'd be like, am I on a ride? And it's like, no, the house is just a askew. <laughs> it's just a cheap house. And that's how I feel about Sir. I feel like everything's a little bit off. Like the grounding is off or something, or the decoration's just like slightly askew. But TomTom feels like nice. It feels a little bit more upscale. The food. I haven't eaten there, but I've heard the food is great. The drinks I know are really good. So I like Tom Tom. There's a picture of Tom and Tom kissing at the bar, which is cute. And then something happened that brought me so much joy. Tom Sandoval cried. And did you notice his whole face was fucking wet? <laughs> there were so many tears coming out of every pore. It wasn't just his eyes. It was like tears were coming out of his forehead His chinny chin chin. He looked like Whitney Houston performing live. It was just a complete wet face. He needed a sweat rag. And it was like, I've never seen so many tears out of one man. And I just love how sensitive he is. So many tears. He's just a sweet soul, you guys. He is. He's so in touch with his feelings. He'll cry at the drop of a hat. I know lots of straight men who wouldn't dare to cry on television. But you know what, Tom Sandoval is secure enough in his masculinity that he's going to cry for us if he feels it. And I salute that. I save my tears for the shower. You know, when I get in the shower, I like the cascading waters to wash away my tears. You know, I salute Tom. What else? Then we see Tom having his 36th birthday at State Social House. And the waitress comes over and is like, you'll have to do a blowjob shot. And then they all do the blowjob shots. Schwartz isn't good at it. Sandoval's great at it. Meanwhile, Brittany and Ariana are at Hooters. <laughs> yeah. These are things that you won't get on a Housewives, you know what I mean? Like You're not going to get the Housewives going to Hooters, but you will get it on Vanderpump Rules. Not only will they go to Hooters, but they'll discuss how they used to work at Hooters. So Brittany was like, yeah, Jax used to love when I worked here. She's buying merch for his birthday. <laughs> uh, then we get a little flashback of Brittany working at Hooters. What a life. What a time to be alive. You know what I mean? And then they start talking about babies. So Brittany says that her and Jax want to start having babies right away. Brittany says that they want three kids. And then meanwhile, the, the guys are talking about kids. And Sandoval cried again. <laughs> and while Ariana and Brittany are talking, and Ariana's like, I don't want kids. She doesn't ever want to have kids. And I'll say it again. I think we need to stop talking about Ariana and kids. She doesn't want to have fucking kids. So everyone needs to stop asking her if she wants kids. Let her not have kids if she doesn't want, fucking want them. Okay, enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. And, but I did, I will say this episode, I saw Tom Sandoval talking about how he did want kids, and then he said it was a deal breaker for him. And I worried about that. I worried like what's going to happen there. I never heard him say that he definitely wanted them. So that was interesting. And then Jax, to Tom and in his confessional, he was giving dating advice. And I thought maybe no one should listen to Jax's dating advice. (laughs) <laughs> I you know god bless him and Brittany I hope I wish them the best but I just don't know that we need him giving d- dating advice to any of these people or in anyone in the world my that's my opinion then they leave the the guys leave state social house and it's revealed that Lisa paid it's revealed that she paid for those blowjob shots and then we got this very weird scripted scene of Lisa Vanderpump it was like a flashback with Peter you know I love her and Peter as a duo I've decided I stand when her and Peter are in a scene together. But this scene was very weird. Because it was a flashback, and then Peter had LVP do a blowjob shot. But it was like, before they went to State Social House, and it seemed like the waitresses recommended the blowjob shot. So it was like, why? how did Lisa know if they filmed this before that they were going to do a blowjob shot for his birthday? It all seemed very scripted to me. That was one moment where I was like, this is weird. I do, I don't even think the editors understand the timeline of the situation. Because it was like they presented the waitresses as as recommending the blowjob shot. And then it was like a flashback. Lisa was like, with t- Peter, and they were like, they're going to do blowjob shots. It's like, how the fuck is this happening? It felt like Lisa was just like, let's get a scene of me doing a blowjob shot. And that'll be cute or funny. Or maybe the producers or someone said that. Because it just didn't fit. And I didn't buy it. This was the most scripted I've felt on this show. Let's see then the guys go to a private scar room, and James showed up in a Jennifer Love Hewitt bare naked scarf and a dark winged duck hat. It was like a purple hat. I don't know if you saw it. They're doing a lot of hat work this season, all the guys are wearing hats Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, James, lots of experimental hats. I don't know if they got a group on for lids at the mall, but there was a lot of hat work going on <laughs> James, again, in that scarf. it was just like you remember back in the day when like Michelle Branch. Would you know, uh, or Jennifer Love Hewitt when she came out with that music and she did that song, Bare Naked? All the girls wearing scarves, like those thin scarves. Kelly Clarkson in the Miss Independent video. <laughs> James was wearing one of those scarves. And again, a big purple hat. Icons, when picking a commerce platform for your business, you have two choices frustration Ugh! or sales. I prefer, don't you? That's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media and beyond. Now, Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big, you grow, step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like here at Everything Iconic. We use this as well, but also Ruggable, Allbirds. I love my Allbirds. I love my Ruggable. Brooklyn and so many others. I can say from experience, it's really easy to use. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's App Store has the migration apps you need to migrate everything over super easy and conveniently. And I feel like after months of Hard work creating the look and feel of your brand—it can be soul-crushing when your commerce platform makes it blend in with the rest. But when you switch to Shopify, you'll regain control of your brand's look and store functionality thanks to stylish, no-code themes. Truly, connect be easier customizations and advanced shopping features that keep your customers coming back. So stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your one-dollar-per-month trial. Period at Shopify.com slash everything iconic all lowercase. That's one month for just one dollar at Shopify dot com slash everything iconic. Shopify dot com slash everything iconic. The hats are really intriguing to me because it's not the women wearing the hats, it's all the guys. All the guys wearing the hats. And so they're at the cigar room, they're all talking about like girls hooking up with girls. It's real Katie's hooked up with girls and then Tom. Sandoval reveals something very interesting, that Lala and Ariana hooked up in the backseat of a car. So as the story goes, Tom was driving with Ariana in the passenger seat, and Lala was in the backseat, tipsy or drunk. And Lala told Ariana to get in the backseat, and then Lala apparently, allegedly, ate her out. I'm sorry to get vulgar and graphic. This is what it said on the show. (laughs) And Tom didn't get involved, apparently it was just Ariana and Lala. And apparently Tom was like driving around. I don't know if he was circling the block or, you know, picking up people as an Uber pool. I don't know what was going on. (laughs) The point is there should have been cameras in that car. We saw a lot of camera work in the cars this episode. We should have had a camera in that put a GoPro in Tom's car from now on. I need a GoPro in all these people's cars because if cast members are going to be hooking up in the back seat, I need a GoPro to pick it up. Because if that would have happened, then we would have had footage of this. So Tom's sandoval's telling the guys about this happening and i'm just thinking where's the footage you put the gopro in when they were headed to sheena and marina's you know we we got a footage of them driving to sheena's but we missed the footage of uh, two of the cast members hooking up with each other same sex hookup come on unacceptable bravo i need you to strap a gopro last week i said to strap a gopro on that bubba sign in katie and schwartz's apartment now i need a gopro in all the cars everyone's vehicle so as Tom Sandoval's telling the guys this, James talks about how good Lala is in bed, and he says, like, Jax, you hooked up with her too. And Jax is like, no, I didn't. It just felt like Jax was like, doing that Doth protest too much, you know what I mean? And I don't remember, was it revealed that Jax and Lala hooked up, or did they kind of skate by it? I can't remember. Jax also said something about being the number one dude again. <laughs> Do you remember he said that? I think it was last season, and he's like, I'm the number one guy in this group. <laughs> he did a callback to it, and it was great. Anyway, then we see Lala with Jackson and Brittany like the next day or another time, and Lala denied anything happening with Ariana. She said nothing happened. It seemed like she was covering up. But Jax did tell her he said James has been talking a lot of stuff about you, and Jax, I felt like was stirring the pot with Lala and kind of poking at her to get her mad at James. I was into it. Then we see a scene at the restaurant with Ariana and Tom. So Tom confronts Ariana and Ariana is basically saying i'm pissed you revealed it on camera so what ariana said in the scene was like tom that is not your business like you're not supposed to tell people that and i i was taking it as why did you tell people on camera but then she said something that i thought was very interesting she said my sexuality is not meant to sound cool to a bunch of dudes and i feel that this was great because i think straight men especially sometimes they think that Women's sexuality is just for their enjoyment. When the fact is, it's like a woman's sexuality is for their own enjoyment. It's not about like what the man is going to think about it. And so like fuck that, you know, societal norm. But I love that she said that. My sexuality is not meant to sound cool to a bunch of dudes. Then Tom said that she's been in a relationship before. It was very interesting. I just loved I love this because I felt like this was kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Because you had to read between the lines. But you could tell that Ariana was saying, look, I'm not ashamed that I did this. I'm mad that you said it on camera. And then she ended it with such a, when Tom was like walking away. (laughs) She said, your hat's annoying, your face is annoying, bye. Again, Tom was wearing a hat in this scene. Lots of hats. (laughs) So many fucking hats. (laughs) Remember in, um, what was that show, Smash? Smash with all the scarves. It's like Vanderpump Rules' version this season of Smash. It's just all the fucking hats. Although, again, James was wearing a Smash scarf in the previous scene. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, she said, your hat's annoying, your face is annoying, bye. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Then everyone's getting ready for this roller skating party. I have to say, I was invited to this roller skating party and it was very hard to get ready for. Didn't know what to wear. It just said, like, 70s theme. And... Look, I wasn't born in the 70s. I was confused. I ultimately put on a mustache and some aviators, and I sausageed myself into an old Dolly Parton t-shirt. I <laughs> I kept pausing to see if you'd see me. and I did not see myself in the background, but I knew what I looked like, because I felt so gross that night, because I like put on one outfit, and then I was running late, and it, my, Matt's like, that doesn't look 70s at all. And I was like, oh man, now I have to change and then i put on this uh, this dolly parton shirt i had which kind of like was like a sexy 70s theme and it was a picture of her from the 70s so i put it in but it like it was something that i bought at my goal weight not the actual weight i am and so i really had to like squeeze myself into it <laughs> so that's why i wore the aviators so like i had a fake mustache and aviators and at the roller skating party i had gotten there and I, James had just been on the podcast, James Kennedy. He was, cause this filmed like right after I had James on my show. And so I like went up to James when I got there. I was like, Hey, and he like did not even recognize me. And I was like, I don't know if he just like doesn't remember being at my house to film a podcast or if I just look un- un- unrecognizable. I don't know. Anyway, it was hard to get ready for. Did you see you Schwartz getting ready? Like Schwartz had the. <laughs> A big female's, I, like a big wig. It was like a big wig on his head. And when I first saw it, I thought it was Sheena's mom. I got the PTSD again. I was like, oh my God, like my stomach hurt. I thought it was Sheena's mom, but it was just Schwartz and like a big ass Dolly Parton wig. <laughs> and then his hair was like different. I thought, did he cut the wig? Like what? <laughs> his other, his second wig was different. I don't know. But. They all got ready for this party, and then we see Stassi and Bo getting ready, and Stassi said that she's mad that no one has to go down on her. And I get that. I get that. That's how I would be, too. If like, I heard two of my friends hooked up, I'd be like, well, why didn't you want to hook up with me? <laughs> like, why, why aren't you interested in me? Anyway, uh, then we get another scene of Ariana and Tom talking at their place, and Ariana opens up about her bisexuality, and it was, a, it was good to see on TV. I thought it was, it was done well. And Tom said, "You're my treasure." I, I died. I felt so warm and cuddly when he said, "You're my treasure." Ugh. So then we get to the skating party, and Jacks revealed that it's his favorite era, and the food there. We saw Sheena and James by the food, and let me just say, the food was amazing. I ate, I ate that food; and it was delicious. And Sheena's bragging about having sex with Adam, and James is like, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> like, Again, another scene where it's like, they're trolling Sheena, because it's just like, Sheena is telling a story to one of the cast members, and then they cut to the cast members' confessional, making fun of Sheena telling the story. It's like, this happens with every scene Sheena's in. If you notice it, like, watch from now on. It's like, every single scene she's in, they cut to someone making fun of her. It's really not doing her any favors. I would just, if I were to her, I'd be like, I'd get the editors on the phone and be like, what the fuck? Why do you keep trolling me? <laughs> every single scene. It's just like, uh, I had mentioned the scene where she was on the bachelor date. They just kept cutting to Brittany, Katie, and Stassi making fun of her. Like, they purposely are making her look annoying. They're purposely trying to get the audience against her. And it's hilarious to watch. You know, But if I was her, I'd be pissed. Anyway, at this roller skating party, Lala didn't roller skate. And I remember at this time in American history, if we go back in time, I remember there were rumors online that Lala was pregnant. And I remember being at the skating party and thinking, wait, is she pregnant? She's not skating. Like, and I, you know, thought, I thought, maybe that means she's pregnant. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't spread the rumor, but, and she certainly didn't look pregnant. I just remember that online there was like all this chatter about her being pregnant. And then I got to the skating party and she wasn't skating. And I thought, is she? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, her and Ariana talk and. Ariana said, "People say shitty things about bisexuality, which is why I don't talk about it." And look, she's right. I'm sure I have too, and I'm not proud of that. But I feel like everyone judges bisexuality and thinks it's either not real or thinks somebody's maybe looking for I don't know a- attention or or they're just selfish. They want to sleep with everyone, and it's true. And I, it was a good reminder of me to stop because I feel like I had been judging on the MTV Lohan show. You know, the bisexual Mike. I feel like even. I might not have been saying it, but I feel like almost subconsciously I was judging him. Do you know what I mean? And this was a good reminder, like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, I'm being an asshole. And so that's my goal, to move forward. Anyway, then we see Billy Lee and Sheena uh, and Katie talking. And this was hysterical, because Katie didn't want to talk to Billy Lee at all. (laughs) Katie, Katie was not interested in talking to Billy Lee. And Katie, she was not hiding at all. She was just being such, she was just living out loud and proud. She's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. She's like, you're invited to the next girl's night, whatever. (laughs) Producers were like, you got to film this scene with Billy Lee. And she's like, I don't fucking want to do it. And then they made her. And it was amazing. She's like, whatever, come to the next girl's night. I don't fucking care. And Billy Lee's like, I just want to be invited. She's like, well, you were always invited, but whatever, bye. (laughs) I don't fucking care. Get out of here. And then she left. And then, as if that wasn't good, we also got Lala and James talking again in the skating rink. And Raquel skated on up. And first of all, James looked like Austin Powers. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, baby. Which is, you know, a good look for him. Like, it's a, I would love to see him dressed, like, fully uh, as Austin Powers. Like, full, I mean, this was, like, halfway there. I was like, I would have really liked to just see him full Austin Powers cosplay but Raquel was skating up and then Lala said Raquel I'm sorry I called you a twat you're welcome and then skated away. <laughs> and it was... I think Raquel skated up waiting for a moment, you know. Sometimes I think like the the side characters on these shows are like the new new additions. It's like they they want to have their moment in the sun and then when one of the, like the established cast members doesn't give it to them, it's just so funny. It was like I think Raquel skated on up thinking she was going to have maybe like some big moment with Lala. And Lala's just like, I'm sorry I called you a twat. And then she's like, bye bye And it was the same thing with Billy Lee and Katie. Katie's like, whatever, come, by. <laughs> oh, it's funny. You know, I was interested about this skating party because I wondered how they were going to edit it. Because I was there and I thought, there didn't seem like any drama. And I had left early, like I wasn't there very long. But I thought, I didn't see anything. So I was like, what are they possibly going to show on TV? But you know, they got an episode out of it. I will say I was also I was disappointed because at the skating party, there was a moment where they announced on the microphone or whatever, they told everyone to like line up on the wall that overlooks the rink. And then everyone lined up and the rink was empty. And then Tom and Jax and like these girls on skates, like a couple of girls, like female dancers on skates, they came out and they did a choreographed number in their costumes. They did a choreographed number on the rink. And I just thought, how did we not see that? It was such a beautiful moment. I felt like they robbed us of that. I was like, where is that? It was such a great moment in person. It was like so fucking weird. <laughs> they literally choreographed a dance number on the rink. And it was beautiful to watch. And I wish they would have shown it. But I don't know. So this episode it wasn't huge. It wasn't a whole ton of drama. But it was enjoyable. As always, I'm enjoying it. I don't... Feel at all this season like I'm disappointed with the episodes. I don't feel that it's as good as maybe previous seasons, but I still am really loving watching. Does that make sense? Like Atlanta, I mentioned, I'm kind of like, eh. Although this past week in Atlanta, I was really enjoying it, but I don't know. You know, I really fell in love with Eva. Now that we're talking about Atlanta really quick, I really fell in love with Eva this past week, not only with all this stuff with her grandpa, which broke my heart. She was crying. And then I felt so happy when all the girls rallied around her. But the scene with her on the bus with Marlo, when they were fighting about their outfits, ah, amazing. And you know what? Eva's looks could use a little Marlo in her life. Like, even at Andy's baby shower, Eva was the only one in jeans. And I was like, Eva, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you cannot be wearing jeans to this baby shower. This is a look event. This was all over social media. Everyone got glammed up. No one glammed you up? Like, couldn't we have gotten you in anything other than jeans? I'm not saying you had to put on a ball gown, but I felt that Eva should have worn something other than jeans. But I did like Atlanta and Tokyo. I'm liking it. But there's been a lot of episodes of Atlanta this season where I'm leaving the episode and thinking, I'm disappointed. So pump rules, Vanderpump, I'm not feeling disappointed. I'm just not feeling like we're at the highest of highs that we've been at. So I don't mean to complain. That's not complaining. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, next week we get a Tom Tom party. We get more about Jax's mom, which I'm excited. I feel like there's more there. And then, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the trips on Vanderpump because we haven't gotten a group trip. I need a cast trip. And I heard some things about there's like a girl's trip. And I heard some things and I think it's going to be good. So that's Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Again, I'm sorry, you guys. There's been so much content, so much everything iconic this week. It's just we, we have so much going on. Bravo really gave us a lot of stuff, and so again, I want to say that there's a Real Housewives of New York recap episode. It's a bonus episode just about the Real Housewives of New York trailer, season 11 trailer. And there's also a new episode with guest Darren Karp, who's Andy Cohen's assistant, and we talk about all sorts of stuff. It's really juicy. It's really good. Please listen to that. And I revealed on that that I talked about a scene where Luann farted last season. <laughs> which you'll have to listen on there, but uh, it's good. And Darren was amazing. I loved chatting with her. We will be back on Thursday with a Lohan recap with a special guest. And yeah, what else? Let's do our little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Think of something that was stressful today or something that was on your mind and visualize breathing it out. Breathe it out. I'll have tough jobs, tough days. I'd just like you to try to breathe in that anxiety, that stress, that work, and then breathe it out. Let it out of your system. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Want to find the perfect Father's Day card? Dad deserves better than a drugstore card. This year, surprise him with a special personalized card from Moonpig. You can add your favorite photos and a heartfelt message. Plus, no more worrying about stamps or going to the post office, because we'll mail it for you the same day. Every dad deserves a Moonpig card. Get your first card free with code PODCAST at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.